This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and welcome, everyone, to Messianic Vision. As always, I have a guest with me today that is known all over the world, primarily for revival, healing, and for him, impartation. His message is simple. God wants to encounter you, and he wants to use you. So today, as you listen, I want you to remember that God wants to use you you. So no longer making you wait. Today, our guest is the one and only Randy Clark. Randy, welcome to Messianic Vision. Thank you. Thank you, Don. I'm glad to be on the show with you. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. I know we've got some great things to talk about. And Randy's going to be talking to us today about some of the obstacles that get in our way when we need a healing breakthrough. And more importantly, how to get rid of them, how to overcome them. We're also going to talk uh, about things that we can do to create what Randy calls an atmosphere for faith and healing. So, Randy, let's get started. You were telling me about ministering to stroke victims, particularly, uh, for 35 years or more before you really saw a breakthrough. And then when it happened, it happened suddenly. What happened? I was in a, uh, like a tent meeting in the city in Brazil, and there was a man uh who had a stroke that had paralyzed his left side. He had a claw hand, mm-hmm. opened his fingers, paralyzed on the left side. And there was a, a Catholic lady who came to this Pentecostal meeting uh, with her veil on and everything and her family and sat on the back. She had the same thing. Mm-hmm. A stroke affected her left side, claw hand, couldn't uh, move it, paralyzed. But it also affected her ability to speak. Yes. She couldn't talk any longer. And... Uh, we, it, this was the night, uh, usually when we are out with a large team, uh, we'll have one night during the meetings where we pick and say an hour before the service starts. If you have terminal illness, if you uh, have a, a blindness, a deafness, mm-hmm. uh, can't walk without an aid, uh, or terminal illness, um, then we want you to come. And this hour is especially for these more severe cases. Yes, the team and I will be praying. And so we had a rather large team and somewhere between probably 50 to 80 on the team. And so we saw them and we divided the team up. There's a lot of other people pray for, but I had like two or three people on each, including myself, mm-hmm. on each of these two stroke victims. And um, it was about time for the hour is almost up. It's time for me to get ready. Actually, an hour plus almost an hour of worship. We continue to pray during worship. Mm-hmm. So we've been praying for like two hours, and I feel like i got to go because I'm going to be up next. And I, while I'm up there on the platform, I'm looking out, and I'm looking at those two people. And the guy now is, is standing with tears coming down his face, his hands, ex- both hands extended and raised, and he had been healed. He'd given his life to Jesus. He, he didn't know Jesus. Actually. Wow. And he'd given his life to Jesus, and, um, you know, he, he was healed. Well, I look back to the woman. She's got her hand extended, <laughs> no longer claw hand, and, and, and clapping her hands, 
and is singing. Oh, my. Couldn't speak. So I thought, oh, my gosh, I've gone 35 years. I've prayed for lots of stroke victims. I've never seen one get healed and mm. on the same night. And within two hours, two have been healed. And then the next day, we were in Rio de Janeiro. And same thing happens. A guy in a wheelchair from a stroke, he walked out of his wheelchair. And so within 24 hours, we'd seen three people get healed of stroke victims. Wow. That's, that's the most I've ever seen in that short of a period of time uh, be healed. So so uh, how do you explain that? What What was different? Well, what was different was I had, I had almost no faith after 35 years of praying, nothing happening. And then I and then I was just learning, having been to uh, Mozambique with Heidi and and uh, met people who'd been dead and been raised from the dead. And I know that a stroke is a lack of oxygen to mm-hmm. the brain, and uh, that caused that part of the brain to die. So. The rational part of me is, is just contemplating that and saying, no, wait a minute. These people that were dead, some of them were dead hours. Mm-hmm. No oxygen, dead hours. And they're raised back to life. Well, in that raising, God rebuilds the brain. So now, all of a sudden, this is not like, well, if he does it when he raises the dead, and I've met, so, I've met quite a few people who've been raised from the dead. This is the same thing. And I actually prayed with greater expectancy than ever before because I had heard the testimony and had met the people, not just heard the testimony, but it actually met the people who, who had raised them from the dead, yes. often the people who were raised from the dead and interviewed people in the village to verify it and the effects that it had. So that changed my perspective of uh, expectation. Sure, sure. Now, I, I hear you say that word, expectation. Is that something that that we can implement, that we can um, do ourselves, that we can create ourselves, or you and other people, that really makes that kind of a difference, the expectation? Expectation is what I think is a very practical word to carry what we talk about with faith. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. what you believe God can do one day. Yeah. Faith is an expectation of what you are expecting him to do mm-hmm. in this time of prayer. Yeah. So or in this service. So it's a little it's a step beyond just believing it. Oh yeah. It is and 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 I believe and this is the thing that's uh, at least for my ministry. I have so much more confidence in God's ability in a service to do things sovereignly through his gifts of revelation that create the gift of faith and gifts of healing then released because of that, or if not the gift of faith, at least increase our measure of faith mm-hmm. substantially, mm-hmm. releases more. So it's it's not so much, my teaching is not so much if you can only believe as it is, I believe God will do things that will as a grace gift, help us to believe if we understand those ways. And if we understand those ways and they start to happen, then it causes faith to rise and expectation to be released. Yes. Hey, can I ask you to do one thing, Randy? I know this is not actually on our outline or our program right now, but for the people that are listening right now that have been missing that element, the expectation element, uh, would you pray right now and then we'll move on to something else? But I just, I would love for you to do that. 
Yeah. So, Lord, I do thank you for our faithfulness. And I thank you for the ways that you move. I thank you that you're helping us to understand your ways more all the time. And with that, there is an increase of our faith and expectation. So I pray, God, that you would help us to learn, help our listening audience to yes. learn more of how to recognize what you're doing in a meeting or what you're doing in their lives, these divine appointments, these words of knowledge, these uh, rhema words, and, 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 these, and these divine coincidences that really are providential, that when we see them or and perceive, not only see, not only experience, but perceive their meaning, yes. God, it will increase our faith. So as Moses said, Father, we ask you, teach us your ways. Yes. Help me to help the listening audience to understand better some of the ways that you work and the relationship between your gifts of revelation to gifts of power and the gift of faith in the middle. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I know everybody's excited just to hear about about the um, book, this teaching that you have today, uh, Healing Breakthrough. But I wanted to ask you one more thing personal here before we dig into what the book says. You you said that there was a turning point. You were talking about understanding just then, but there was an actual turning point in your life when it comes to understanding healing. Yeah, I I think the first major turning point that really was a big one, when I was shadowing John Wimber, he asked me to shadow him and then ask him questions when it was over. Uh, and so we were down in Texas in the Methodist church. And this one night, everybody he prayed for got healed. I don't remember anybody not getting healed. And the next night, and this was the only time I ever saw this happen, with mm-hmm. not one person he prayed for got healed the next night. So as we're leaving the meeting, um, I can't wait to ask him. <laughs> I said, John, I got a question. He's turning. He said, no, let me tell you what your question is going to be. I said, okay. He said, you want to know why everybody got healed last night and nobody got healed tonight? That's your question, isn't it? I said, right. yes. And he said, Randy, you still don't get it, do you? <laughs> and I said, obviously not. <laughs> and I'll never forget, he said, Randy, I didn't have any more faith last night than I had tonight. And I don't have any more sin in my life tonight than I did last night. Last night, I stuck my fat hand out. I said, come, Holy Spirit. I blessed what I saw God doing, and everybody got healed. And I did not go to bed last night feeling like I was this great man of God. Mm. Tonight, I did the same thing. And nobody got healed. And I'm not going to bed feeling like I'm a great failure of God. And tomorrow, I'm going to get up and do the same thing again. I'm going to stick my hand out, say, come, Holy Spirit. And bless what I see God do. And that was a turning point. I said, I can do that. I can do that. Yes. Oh, well, stick my hand out and begin praying for people and bless what I see God doing. Wow, that is a fabulous example. I can I can understand where that made a big difference in your life and how you looked at it. That is very, very powerful. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your book and some of the things that, that you teach in there. You know, like like yourself, I'm sure a lot of people listening have prayed, they've uh, asked, they've, um, you know, interceded a lot of times for healing, and sometimes what they need is a breakthrough. And that's why I love that you teach healing breakthrough. So I want to start here. Sometimes there are obstacles. There's actual obstacles uh, for creating that atmosphere for for breakthrough. And you you said that one of those obstacles, you actually called it rubble. What does that mean? 
Oh, what I mean by rubble is when Zerubbabel and uh, Nehemiah went back to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem when the Babylonians had uh, uh, ransacked and burned Jerusalem. And and now they're after 70 years of captivity, they're going back. Before they can build the wall, before they could rebuild the wall, they had to remove the rubble. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the Lord, I was preaching once to a big charismatic Lutheran conference in Minneapolis, a 5,000-member church. And people come in, Lutheran leaders from all the world. And I felt like the Lord said, don't teach what you, any of the things you normally teach. I want you to teach on removing the rubble with that concept. And I want you to teach on teachings that actually hurt faith and cause people to not have expectation and then uh, um, share the truth about it. So in the book, the first part, half the book, that's what I do. I take teachings that I think are detrimental to people. If, they, if they've been taught this, they will have less expectation. The teaching itself mm-hmm. detrimental to expectation. And then I also thought of some practices that we do um, that are detrimental. Yes. The, the, the things that happen in the meeting and how meetings are held and 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 so it's a belief system of, of whether we're you know whether we believe it just by ourselves or we're in a congregation, and it's also uh, some practices whether it's an individual practice or if it's a practice done in a, a congregational meeting mm-hmm. that are that are detrimental to faith. And so I wrote about those. Randy, I know we can't go into all of these in detail, but but um, tell us what you're talking about here. Some of this theological rubble, things that have gotten in that we have believed that 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 are hindering healing breakthrough in our lives. One is Paul's thorn in the flesh, and I just teach that that's not sickness or disease. Based on the Old Testament, it's always persecutors, people. Um, that's causing. Another is an overemphasis on sovereignty that we blame God for our lack and say that's all He wanted to do. Uh, if it's either His will or it's not, if it, somebody doesn't get it, we say it's His will always. And I try to explain how that doesn't make sense and what's wrong with that teaching. The, another is the big lie about faith, and that's this teaching that real faith and better faith doesn't need signs, wonders, or miracles. Mm-hmm. And I was taught that all the way through college and seminary. And I explain why that's wrong, and it, and it contradicts um, John's gospel particularly. Yes. Uh, a practice is harmful hype, where I deal with where people are trying to hype the meeting, saying things, God's doing something when he's not. It's like chicken little saying the sky's falling. <laughs> yeah. Eventually nobody believes you. Uh, and actually, in, in the longer term, will hurt. Uh, um, expecting too much or not enough. Now, that's just a simple way of people saying, like people like me, they say you have an over-realized eschatology, meaning... You're expecting God to do things in the present that they think is reserved for the millennium. And I think they're not expecting God to do now what he mm-hmm. promised he wanted mm-hmm. in the kingdom of God. Yes. Another one is deception of cessationism. If you've been raised, that the gifts of healing are no longer in existence. Miracles are not for today. Healing is, or healing is possible, but not to be normative. That's self-fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And this is a very a strong teaching in America, and it, it's one of the one of the strongest things that undermines an expectation or faith for healing, uh, a dispensational view that uh, kind of goes along with that, that in the end that there is signs and wonders or lying signs and wonders. You don't believe in a great end-time revival. You believe in a great end-time right. layout of sin and apostasy, uh, a, uh, a church that's in apostasy um, or lukewarmness. Um, 
And then the the uh, a deistic or world, liberal worldview that just basically means that deism believes that God made the world, he doesn't get involved with mm-hmm. it, it up and lets it run under its own laws. And that's pretty much a practical... Yes. Liberal, liberal pastors do not believe that anything supernatural is possible. And it not only doesn't happen today, it never happened, not mm-hmm. in the scriptures. Uh, another really strong teaching that's detrimental is sickness is my cross to bear. Oh, yes. And I just talk about how that's not biblical. And uh, another one, uh, mistaken emotionalism for faith. If we can only rev our emotions up, uh, God would do something. And it's, it's equating uh, intensity of emotion with faith. Yes. And I, ta- I talk about how I have actually seen it to be the opposite. It gets in the way of faith. Faith has a lot more to do with understanding actually even a sanctified reason mm-hmm. and it does emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I call what I call the overreaction to the word of faith position where some people get so frustrated with some abuse in the word of faith teaching yes. that they throw the baby out with a bat <laughs> and have too little value on the promises of God's word and the logos, not just rhema and um, the, 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 the importance that faith actually has. And so those are the 11 uh, teachings and practices that I go through in the book in, in, in about 85 to well, actually for the first 91 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, but I, do, I go into a lot of detail. Yes, you do. Yes. the scripture to it in the book. Yes, you do. I have read the book, and I just want to tell you, if you were listening to Randy right now go through that list, you will hear a lot of things that he just said that that you have heard before or that someone has said to you or that you may have been thinking yourself. And and when you get the book, of course, on this program, we don't have time to go into all of those. But when you get the book, you will see that practical and powerful teaching that really, truly is in this book. You will understand it to a degree that you never have before. So, so Randy, I'm just going to leave it at that. And I know when everybody gets, uh, gets your book that they will take their time and go through this, but thank you for going through those. And you know what, we're going to have to take a break in just a minute, but I do want to, to cover one more thing. I want to put a cap on this talking about getting rid of these obstacles, getting this rubble, uh, you know, this, this theological rubble out of our heads. And what I mean by that is tell us how do we get rid of that, and how do we leave that rubble behind? Well, I, I think it's good, solid, biblical teaching that's not based upon these traditions of men, but upon the Word of God itself. Mm-hmm. And when we take these positions, and these false, false teachings or wrong teachings or inaccurate teachings, and or teachings that's been pushed to an extreme, and so they're no longer balanced. And then look and compare it with the Word of God. We can see what the Word says mm-hmm. and say, oh, wow, I've totally, I have misunderstood that. I've looked at that through a a way of looking at the Word that, that that's really not what the, the Word teaches, the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. I think. And that and seeing it, seeing God do things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I experience something. And then I would see what I experienced in the Bible, and it it had been there all along, but I never really understood it, Mm -hmm. realized it, or or I thought it was metaphorical or allegorical Mm -hmm. or wasn't meant to be taken literally. And now I've actually seen that happen and or or experienced that. those presents, 
like sure. angelic or something, with flames of fire, wind, winds and flames of fire. Right. And so I was oh, my gosh, that was written in poetic language, but it was meant to be taken literally. And mm-hmm. So sometimes we can read it, but it's our experience that causes us then to, to, to be able to accept what the Bible was saying mm-hmm. we were missing. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the way you teach it because— for the everyday believer like me, it, it is practical, it's easy to understand, but it's so deep. And, you know, when I read in there that, that you know, I can get rid of this stuff once I know what it is, once you teach us what it is, then, then I know how to get rid of it. I can get rid of it and say, I won't have that in my life anymore. I repent for believing that, and I'm going to cast that away, and then I can move forward. So I appreciate, for one, that teaching, Randy. Thank you. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. This is Messianic Vision, and our very special guest today is Randy Clark. Sid and I are very excited to offer to you two powerful resources from Randy. There, For those of you that need healing yourself, and also for those of you that may want to minister healing to others. So be sure to get Randy's book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his five-CD teaching series, Authority to Heal. Well, now that we know how to get rid of the rubble in our lives that can hinder healing, Randy's also going to teach us when we come back how to create an atmosphere for faith and healing. We'll be right back. Randy Clark was the evangelist who was the catalyst for the revival known as the Toronto Blessing. Over four and a half million came from all over the world. Hundreds of thousands were saved. Millions encountered God and tens of thousands were healed. Since then, Randy has trained thousands of everyday people on how to heal the sick. Those who have used his resource tools have led millions to the Lord. Now he wants to mentor you on how to create an atmosphere of faith for healing, to receive your healing and pray successfully for others to be healed. Call now and get Randy Clark's powerful book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. All yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9532. Through Randy's book, The Healing Breakthrough, you will understand that healing can be a regular part of your everyday life. Clearly understand why it's God's will to heal you. Uncover and clear away any false beliefs about healing. Was Paul's thorn in the flesh sickness or something else? Was healing only for the early church or still for today? Is it scriptural to believe that sickness is your cross to bear? Respond to what God is doing in any circumstance. Pray with confidence and speak out in faith. Receive greater expectation and increased faith to believe God for the impossible. Break all hindrances to receiving your healing. Expect results every time. What you learn through this easy to understand book works in the mission field, in your local church, or for one-on-one ministry. Through Randy Clark's anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, you will learn the foundations for divine healing, including the meaning behind manifestations and how to decipher what is taking place as you pray for healing. Understand the issue of faith and healing and how to build faith and create an atmosphere for healing without hype. Learn how to operate in words of knowledge that will cause faith, that will activate the gift of healing. Find out how you can walk in greater authority and the power to heal. Randy includes anointed prayers of impartation for you to receive your own healing and to minister healing to others. This is like 34 years, God teaching me and getting insight, and then I'm sharing the wealth that it took me a, a lifetime to gain to where I'm at now, I wanna share with you. 
The book is called The Healing Breakthrough, Creating an Atmosphere of Faith for Healing, and five CD series, Authority to Heal. I wish I had had this information over 30 years ago before I started in ministry. Don't miss out on getting Randy Clark's powerful book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. All yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9532. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 282. Please specify offer number 9532 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and my very special guest today is Randy Clark. And if you were listening in that first segment, you know that Randy taught us a lot of things that we can do to get rid of old theological rubble that might be stuck in our heads that can hinder healing breakthrough. So uh, we were talking about that in the first segment, and we are moving on to the positive now. So what can we do to create that atmosphere for healing? So, Randy, I wanted to ask you, one of those things that you talk about, how we can create an atmosphere for healing, is, is talking about how it relates to the spoken words and faith. That's correct, and the way I was using that uh, is wasn't the traditional way we usually think of it. It's just speaking to ourselves the word, but it was actually as a word of knowledge that if you receive something and you think it may be God, it, there's something about it, it has to be released. It needs to be spoken. Yes. Um, and so uh, this night we're talking about in this little Baptist church, actually, is about 200 people. There, I took my students from my school were, were with me. They traveled to Brazil with me, and most of the words were given by them. And that night, we saw uh, a, a girl, a 14-year-old girl and then a young woman, both blind mm -hmm. from birth in the right eye. Both eyes were healed uh, on the same night from actually a word of knowledge about it. Mm -hmm. uh, a woman saw, a, a person saw a cast. And when they gave the word, somebody here, you have a cast, because uh, she saw that not in the natural, but in the spirit, saw it in her mind's eye. And that woman who had it said, that's me, and that's my healing, and she was instantly healed and went and took the, cut the cast off. <laughs> uh, one of the words which was given was, I thought, I thought our student missed it. He said, I see a mechanic working, and, and I hear the word radiator. And we thought, oh, he missed it. And then a little bit later, a guy gets up. He said, I am a mechanic. I was working on a radiator today. Yes. It blew up and burned my hand so bad I could not close my hand. Mm. When that young man gave that word, instantly I was healed, and I, my hands do not hurt. The swelling's gone out of them. I can close them. And he's shown us what he can do. There was a word of knowledge. It was spoken. Cancer in the, I forget, left or right breast. And there, were, uh, there was a woman there who said, I have that. She reached to see. She could feel the tumor mm -hmm. in the breast. Literally, is it protruding from the breast. And when she went to reach for it, she said, that's mine. It was gone. She was healed. Uh, it disappeared. Another woman had the same situation. Uh, and there was a, uh, a person who had not been able to move his knees very well or walk very well mm -hmm. for 20 years. He had cartilage torn out of his knees from an accident. And there was a word about this, uh, and it was spoken. 
He said, that's me. It caused faith in him, and he had a creative miracle. He's bending his knees. He's doing all kinds <laughs> of things impossible to do before. And what was so amazing was, uh, uh, and then this one wasn't a word of knowledge, but it was a word spoken in faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I By this time, I'd been seeing a lot of people get healed with metal. And so it is not a word of knowledge. I just said, I believe there's people here, and you have metal in your body, and God's going to heal you to where your pain, your chronic pain is gone, and your uh, loss of range of motion is restored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a guy there, and he was in so much pain, he getting ready to leave. He couldn't sit. He had, Two months ago, he had major surgery, four bars, and uh, uh, eight screws, metal screws in his body, in the lumbar, and lots of pain. And he said when he heard that, he said, no, I can't leave. And it wasn't a word of knowledge, though. It was, this is one thing I have faith for. Every uh, series of meetings at a church, I will one time go for this for everybody that's there. And we always see people um, get healed. Not everybody gets healed, but a substantial percentage of the people who have these problems mm-hmm. uh, are healed. And and so it's like the Lord, the way it happened, he's, he quickened this verse to me, Second um, Corinthians 4.13, which says, uh, as is written, we believe and therefore we have spoken. That's a quote from David. And Paul's quoting David. But then Paul says, and in that same spirit of faith, mm-hmm. we do believe and therefore we speak. It's like the Lord said, if you declaring what you believe I'm going to do, if you've heard me correctly, mm-hmm. we'll release not only my will in the sense that people become aware of my will. It releases faith and shifts the atmosphere to more faith. And uh, so that's what I mean by spoken words. Yes. Uh, one, it can be a faith that comes out of faithfulness. You've seen God do certain things so many times you have a great measure of faith for it. Or it can be God has given you a word of knowledge that you have enough faith to believe it is the Lord that you speak it out. Mm-hmm. So that that's the, uh, the the importance of yes. spoken word. It can shift the atmosphere. You know, uh, Donna, here's something. Well, I show a video a lot, and I, I tell people, you watch this video, and some of you are going to get healed watching the video. I believe it so much. As soon as the video's over, I want everybody to stand and check out your body, and then I'm going to see who got healed watching the video before we ever pray. Mm. And it almost always happens. Wow. You're right. I I haven't heard people, as soon as we were talking about uh, spoken words and faith, uh, we hear a lot of people teach on that. But, Randy, I really have never heard anybody teach it the way you just taught it and the way that you teach it in your book. Yeah. And what's real encouraging to me is that it's it's not just my ability to speak words of faith to myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because after a while, it's hard to believe what you're saying, even though you're saying what you're supposed to be saying. <laughs> something can shift that. Yes. And you may have been doing that for, for 10 years, and all of a sudden something happens in that meeting. You know, this is my time. Yes. Because you've understand, you've gained an understanding of the ways of God and how the gifts of revelation work with the gift of faith, and that releases gifts of healing and protection. Mm-hmm. So when, 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 we, when I forget to share that, though, about the video, yes. show the exact same video. Almost nobody gets healed. Oh, my goodness. The only difference is what I shared of what I honestly did expect shifted the atmosphere. And it wasn't hype. I wasn't saying God's doing it. It's a statement of faith. And I'll say many times, many times I'll say something and I'll realize that's a really risk. 
but I don't want to put the burden on the person mm-hmm. because it's at that point it's my faith I'm speaking out, and my faith if it's really from God, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter if they believe or not because it happens because of my faith. Yes. So I say, listen, if that happens, then I heard God correctly. If it doesn't, then I will admit I missed God. Yes. And I don't put the burden on the person. And I've seen I, what I see though is that when the people understand, and that's why teaching is so important for mm-hmm. pastoral teaching about healing, mm-hmm. so that the congregation understands the ways of God. So if these things happen, they understand the reason they're happening, the purpose of it. God can move in a service and give words of knowledge. And Omar Cabrera, a famous healing evangelist in Argentina, taught me this. Mm-hmm. But if the people don't have an understanding, it's like my prophet said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you have an understanding of why this is happening and the purpose of it, it creates curiosity, but it doesn't create faith. Right. How do they know that? Instead right. of, oh my God, that's me. And so speaking out, uh, words of faith, that's one. Yes, yes. Let me let me just insert this right here. I'm going to give everybody that's listening to this program right now, I'm going to give you a valuable piece of information. When you hear this, um, this podcast, when you listen to this program, um, if you will go to SidRoth.org, SidRoth.org, and find out when Randy Clark is going to be on our program teaching this exact same thing, then you will see what he's talking about. I know you can't see it now and you're saying, wait, this is not fair. I can't see a video. I'm just listening. But if you will do that, SidRoth.org, and you will see Randy Clark on our program with Sid, he is going to be showing one of the videos that he is saying right now, it will create an expectancy and faith within you to receive healing. So anyway, so there's a little nugget for you. I want you to be sure and see what he's talking about. So you be sure and do that. Randy, thank you for that. My goodness. And let me ask you about this. That same church that you went to when there was only just a few hundred people there, you went there a second time and now it had, there was like 2,200 people there. You went there a third time and God gave you a message that he wanted you to, to speak there. It was an impression that you got. Tell us about that. I was on the way on the bus, and I heard this, uh, in Jesus Christ, it's not yes and no, but it's yes. And I, I, I didn't remember where it's from. I got out. You know, I looked it up. And then right below it, it talks about, uh, and so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And all of a sudden I realized that when God speaks, when he gives a rhema, when he uh, is given promises in the word, when he's given a rhema which says this I'm going to do means I'm going to do this, I want to do this tonight, then he's looking for an amen response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let it be, so be it, I agree, yes, Lord, you know. And so he, but it's just not the response of an individual. And this is where we in the West get so hung up. We, we, we get excited about a word for me. But we need to be loving each other enough that we want to stay connected and focused to add my yes, my amen, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. it be, to somebody else's word of knowledge. That Yes, Lord. And so, because it's, it's a plural, it says the amen is spoken by us. Mm-hmm. And so it's a plural, to the glory of God. And God receives glory through what he does and the testimony of what he does. And so 
are a man releases, uh, uh, as an agreement, releases and draws on his uh, virtuous power to, to, for healing, a miracle to take place that then is unto his glory. Yes. So that was a big breakthrough <laughs> and trying to teach the church, you know, we need to stay engaged. And we need to know that on our side, God is looking for the agreement. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to do it. And what I basically try to teach is teach in such a way that it really becomes clear what a word of knowledge is and the will of God connected to it. And so when people then receive it, it creates faith in them. Mm-hmm. And I do lots of things in our meetings to explain, to illustrate how uh, these gifts work together mm-hmm. and how... God creates that faith for us in us. Yes, and you know what? You really have a special anointing for words of knowledge, and you operate in that a lot. And and I I understand that you'd been operating in it for, you know, 10, 11, 12 years, something like that, and then you really had an experience that changed your life when you were in, was it Argentina? Yeah, Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. Marco Badera. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think 11, 11 years, I think I've been working in Word of Knowledge, having Word of Knowledge, giving words of Knowledge, and so I'm down there, and I told him, I said, I, when you're 80, at least 80%, because Omar taught me that, don't wait till they're 100%, because you're going to inspect for healing within seconds, mm-hmm. you, some minutes to seconds after you've given a word. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a lot more that are significantly getting better, and we need, we need to recognize what God is doing, because that in itself will create more faith and yes. see how many people are being touched. But the point was, I said, I don't want you to wave your hands over your head because you're confessing your healing. I need it to be because the healing has manifested. Yes. Because I don't want there to be a misunderstanding. Right. And so I gave words of knowledge like I'd done for 11 years. And by the way, this is the the, after Wimber, Omar Kamara impacted me more than anybody, and he had taught me a lot about doing how to use words of knowledge and services and, yes. and, and um, healing evangels. So I'm in his church, and he's taught on words of knowledge. I mean, this, he's probably the greatest teacher on it and how they build faith and all. So I'm in his church. And so I give some words of knowledge, and a bunch of people stand up, and a fourth of them already waving their hands over their head. And I, <laughs> so I said, tell them not to do that until they're healed. Not to do that because they're believing and confessing their healing. It needs to manifest. And actually, we went through that four times. <laughs> I just wrote, and they, there's more people stood waving their hands. And I said, tell them not to do that. They don't understand. We've got a communication problem. And finally, my translator looked at me and said, Randy, they understand. You're the one that doesn't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> you you have God in a box, and you don't expect Him to heal till you pray. Mm. But these people understand word of knowledge. You've never been in a church where they have such a clear understanding of word of knowledge and its connection to God's will to heal. And for a fourth of those people that just uh, that's all they needed was the word of knowledge spoken mm-hmm. and created so much faith in them. The word of knowledge did because of their understanding that it brought them straight into healing before you prayed. Now, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> Six cities over 21 days in many churches with Omar in all of his churches. Came back to the United States, North Carolina, and uh, it was actually a vineyard church at the time. And I told him what i just seen. I said, God's the same. I'm the same. Sickness is the same. I got them degree. That's true. Yes. And I said, so let's believe for that tonight. That was um, right at 20, probably 22 years ago. Yes. Uh, and in the 
United States. It happened now almost every time in the United States or wherever I'm at. If I take the time to explain, uh, I'll see that happen. Now, if I don't, I can give the same words of knowledge or the team can give words of knowledge and nobody gets healed Hmm. because they're not expecting to be healed until a prayer. There's that word again, Randy, expect, expectancy. Right. You're you're teaching them to expect. Yes. That's why I'm praying for people. I said, I don't want you to pray while I'm praying for you. I don't want you to say, I believe it, I believe it, I receive it, I receive it. I don't want you to to pray in (laughs) tongues. I want you to pay attention to your body and tell me what starts to happen. Yes. Because I'm expecting something to happen then while I'm praying. Not not 15% of the people we pray for probably gets healed. Not while I'm praying, but later it manifests. Mm-hmm. But the majority happens, you know, while we're praying. So, right, it is that. And, and what's really so exciting is I've taken over five thousand people on international trips with me, and every one of them have gotten words of knowledge, and prayed for people, and seen them healed when they prayed. And many of those people, when they first went on a trip, had never had a word of knowledge, had never prayed for anybody who'd been healed in their life. And by the time they get home, they have scores, if not hundreds of people that have been healed. And they had several words of knowledge right. and saw people get healed. And that's what's so exciting for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It's just not for a few. This is for the body of Christ. Yes, yes, amen to that. And that is one of the um, ways for faith and healing that, that to increase in meetings that you were talking about when you said, you know, it's not, we can't just always go by, by our agenda, but we have to absolutely focus on God's ways, on what he's doing, like you said in the beginning, and bless what he's blessing. Don't get stuck in our own plans and agendas, but but uh, move and, and be receptive to God's ways. Yeah. You know, Don, I've tried it both ways. I've <laughs> years trying to get God to bless what I was doing and found out it was a whole lot more successful to bless what God was doing than to try to get God to bless what I was doing. Well, I think on much, much smaller level, I'm sure that would be the same, the same for all of us. But before we go to break, Randy, give me one example of, since we're talking about God's ways, God, God doing things his way and how that helps create this atmosphere of faith. Give me one example um, of that. Well, a few years ago, I was in Hickson, Tennessee, at a big Southern Baptist church, about 5,000 members, called Abba's House, and a great pastor there, a great church. And uh, I knew I was going to go. This would be the night I was going to go for metal mm-hmm. later in the evening. And uh, uh, during the minute, during the not ministry time, but during the service, all of a sudden, here come this young woman up. And she's weeping, and her mother's behind her, and, you know, she's crying, and they are so excited. And she holds her hand out to me, and the pastor and I, we look in her hand, and we see a metal screw. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she had had three uh, reconstructive surgeries and plates put in her face from an accident, and she had a a screw that was coming out of one of those and was going to have to go into the uh, hospital and have a, a surgery to remove that particular screw. And um, it had just came, it had just come out and was in her hand. <laughs> well, everybody's so excited. And I'm saying, okay, God, I see what you're about to do. But while she's giving her testimony over on my left, on my shoulder, I see this guy just swinging his arm over and around his head, every way you can swing an arm. And I think, man, is that guy mentally ill? This, you know, somebody needs to check on him. Mm-hmm. It turns out he's so excited because he had had a, a seizure while working on a roof, 
fell off the roof, did massive damage to his shoulder and his arm, and the, from his shoulder down to his elbow was a huge scar. And he has all this metal that had been put in, and many screws, and he couldn't lift his arm up higher than his shoulder, couldn't lift his hand up, he couldn't rotate it, and he has total range of motion. Instantly, he had been healed. At the same time, this woman is giving her testimony, <laughs> screw falling out in her mouth. And I know, I'm, I was getting ready to go for metal. And so I just declare, I understand, God set this up for me. This is a divine setup. This is going to create so much faith. So I have him come. He squats, he jumps down and starts doing push-ups, <laughs> starts swinging his arm every which way then, and faith is rising so high. And I said, no one knew it. They did not know it, but I was going to pray for people to be healed with metal. This is an indication. God is trying right now through this to build your faith. So we went, we, it was the most we ever saw percentage-wise. And you hadn't even ministered it yet or even spoken it out or even called for it or prayed for it. No, no, we hadn't. But God was ahead of us. But but see, recognizing his way and mm-hmm. not interpret that. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it as a, a, a weird coincidence. Mm-hmm. I took it as divine initiative. Uh, God's amen on that night. Okay, this is a sign. Let's go for this. Yes. And we saw so many people. <laughs> that is amazing. So that is a fantastic example of focusing on God's ways and blessing what he is blessing. That is great. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And whether you are in need of healing or you just want to see others healed, I want you to get ready for the healing breakthrough that's promised to every believer. Randy says that healing can be a regular, not rare, part of your life. So once again, let me encourage you to get Randy Clark's book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his five-CD teaching series, Authority to Heal. Well, how many of you have ever said, I prayed, but I, I didn't see any results, and then you just sort of give up? Well, when we come back, I want to ask Randy about God's presence and visible manifestations. Stay with us. Randy Clark was the evangelist who was the catalyst for the revival known as the Toronto Blessing. Over four and a half million came from all over the world. Hundreds of thousands were saved. Millions encountered God and tens of thousands were healed. Since then, Randy has trained thousands of everyday people on how to heal the sick. Those who have used his resource tools have led millions to the Lord. Now he wants to mentor you on how to create an atmosphere of faith for healing, to receive your healing and pray successfully for others to be healed. Call now and get Randy Clark's powerful book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. All yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9532. Through Randy's book, The Healing Breakthrough, you will understand that healing can be a regular part of your everyday life. Clearly understand why it's God's will to heal you. Uncover and clear away any false beliefs about healing. Was Paul's thorn in the flesh sickness or something else? Was healing only for the early church or still for today? Is it scriptural to believe that sickness is your cross to bear? Respond to what God is doing in any circumstance. Pray with confidence and speak out in faith. Receive greater expectation and increased faith to believe God for the impossible. Break all hindrances to receiving your healing. Expect results every time. What you learn through this easy-to-understand book works in the mission field, in your local church, or for one-on-one ministry. Through Randy Clark's anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, you will learn the foundations for divine healing, including
including the meaning behind manifestations and how to decipher what is taking place as you pray for healing. Understand the issue of faith and healing and how to build faith and create an atmosphere for healing without hype. Learn how to operate in words of knowledge that will cause faith, that will activate the gift of healing. Find out how you can walk in greater authority and the power to heal. Randy includes anointed prayers of impartation for you to receive your own healing and to minister healing to others. This is like 34 years, God teaching me and getting insight and then I'm sharing the wealth that it took me a, a lifetime to gain to where I'm at now, I wanna share with you. The book is called The Healing Breakthrough, Creating an Atmosphere of Faith for Healing and five CD series, Authority to Heal. I wish I had had this information over 30 years ago before I started in ministry. Don't miss out on getting Randy Clark's powerful book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his anointed five-part audio CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. All yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9532. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 282. Please specify offer number 9532 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Randy Clark. And Randy, right before we went to break, I told everyone that we're going to talk about, you know, those times that you that you pray and that you pray and you pray and you just ask for God's presence. And, and we don't always see a manifestation. I'm sure that's happened to everybody. Has that happened to you? Yes, and, and quite often. Uh, I would say 30 to 40% of the time when people are healed, there are no manifestations. And when I talk about manifestations, I'm not talking about, you know, falling or shaking or crying right. or, or, or manifestations like that. I'm talking about what I call more, I usually use the word signs, like heat or energy or cold. For if they have a, uh, something like an infection and it's warm because of the infection, mm -hmm. often the sign will be the opposite, cold. So that's, I would say, 30 40% of the time that happens. Um, you know, a couple of times it just comes to my mind. Um, one time I was in, in Florida and I was praying for a guy who was dying of AIDS. Uh, he had a hemophiliac blood transfusion and got AIDS. And I was in a wheelchair, he was in the hospice. And I prayed. He had a patch over his eyes, seeing double, all, all types of stuff wrong with him. Prayed. Uh, and absolutely nothing he didn't feel anything and i didn't sense anything and there was no reason to think okay he got healed uh in that in that meeting because it just felt like wow sure since anything uh, but i know people sometimes get healed when they afterwards but i went back i i think it was like 10 months later or something this big guy came up to me and said, do you recognize me? I said, no, I'm sorry, sir. I, I don't re recognize, don't remember you the last time I was here. Uh, and he said, do you remember praying for a guy in a wheelchair of patch over his eyes dying? I said, yeah, what happened to him? And he said, that's me. No. I didn't even recognize him. And, and he told me he didn't feel a thing, and he didn't feel any different the next day or the next day. But on the third day, after the prayer, he started feeling stronger mm -hmm. and just kept getting better mm -hmm. and after a while went back and they couldn't find any aids in this body Man, and wow. was healed and had several children after that yeah and then another time in brazil we were in this big uh uh church uh it has 
thirty uh, some thousand members in it now, and um, at that time it had probably you know five thousand. But anyway, uh, my team is there. There's about eighty of us on the team, and this this one night there's six people who were healed of blindness in that night. But one of the women on our team, she's praying for a man who was, had a myriadic acid spill in his eyes that, that, that destroyed his eyes. And all he had was white scar tissue, about an eighth of an inch thick. Mm-hmm. And you can't even see any brown. It's just all corneas, pupils, everything's just white scar tissue. And he's been blind for 55 years. He's like 60 years old. And, and she prayed from the beginning of that service through the worship through the teaching, mm-hmm. through the ministry time. Mm-hmm. It was a five-hour ser- five service counting ministry time. So she never, that, that man never felt a thing, never saw any change. There was no difference at all. And it was just, uh, and she felt very discouraged. You know why? Nothing happened. He kept telling me to pray, but nothing happened. And we don't even know the woman's name on our team now because we didn't know it for some time later. Uh, three days later, we'd go, I'd gone to another city. Another That team went home. I got another team with me, and the pastor calls me and tells me this whole story and says the guy wasn't a bit better for three till the third morning with, mm-hmm. with brand new eyes. And it wasn't gradual. It was like from no improvement and wake up with brand new eyes, no scar tissue. And uh, so that was amazing yes. story where there's no, no manifestations happening during the time of prayer. Nothing visible that you could well, see. Listen, yeah. No, I tell people, listen, what I'm praying for you, I want you to tell me if you feel something, because it helps me to know what God's doing and mm-hmm. need more faith as I'm praying. But let's not put our faith in the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a significant number of people, percentage-wise, get healed and don't have these manifestations. Right. So I don't put my faith in them, but my faith is encouraged when I see something. Sure, of course. Particularly I'm praying for three or four things, and I want to start where God starts, you know. Mm-hmm. Once he touches, and that's where I'll start and follow him. Of course, but what a great example that was to me, to just don't get discouraged and don't don't let it uh, uh, um, quench your, your faith just because you're not seeing it. But, I mean, to know that, you know, that happens, and it doesn't mean that God's presence is not there and that God is not answering or hearing that prayer. Yeah, I remember praying for a woman who had four-stage cancer, and, and she only had weeks to live. But the word that I got from her friend who had had uh, a dream, and in the dream, this woman gives her change and said to her, and she'd never heard of me. And, I, you know, my name is not a Portuguese name. In the dream, it said, when your friend that's sick, her friend was dying of four-stage cancer. Mm. When your friend that's sick meets the man whose name is written on the other side of this coin, she'll be healed. And in the dream, she turns the coin on. She's got Brandy Clark on it. Whoa. And within a few days, she's driving through another city and sees a billboard that we're going to do a healing meeting. She brought her friend to the meeting, told me that story. And it and see, that word, that to me was my way of knowing. This is God. God is not going to give that and then not do something. So it, it created a gift of faith in me. Mm. The woman sat down. She doesn't have much faith at all. And she's she's got one leg in the grave. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I began to pray, absolutely, there's not one bit of uh, heat, energy, anything that you look for, nothing, no signs of God's presence, yes. no signs of healing. And I just keep saying, I, you know, and I prayed for over 20 minutes. And I said, I don't care what you're feeling. God is going to heal you. He'll not give that kind of a word and then not do it. It created a gift of faith in me. 
after 20 minutes, then the power got hit. Mm-hmm. But if it hadn't have been for, because I had the line of a lot of people waiting. Yeah. I was just not going back to that line. I was praying for this woman. Long story short, uh, God would come on her in cycles, 15 minutes of power, and in five minutes forward to rest and come again six times, and uh, the Lord healed her. But I would not have prayed more with that big of a line of waiting, people waiting for me. I would not have prayed more than three minutes without seeing some sign in that context, because mm-hmm. I have so many people need to be prayed for. Right. Except that word, that dream, mm-hmm. will create faith. Mm-hmm. And so it, my faith wasn't in any manifestations. And this is the case. It was no manifestations at all for 20 minutes. Wow. That, <laughs> I could sit here, I guess, uh, pretty much all day and listen to you tell these the stories that really do build our faith. And so when, when people see the videos, I can understand why you're saying watch with expectancy. I want to ask you about this. You know, in this package, we're also including, you did, you did a teaching series uh, called Authority to Heal. And we have packaged these especially to offer with your book, Healing Breakthrough for Everybody. And, you know, you use the words authority, inheritance, birthright, and these are things to to where, I mean, it instills, to me, it just kind of makes power kind of rise up in you, authority, birthright, like this is mine, this is mine. And does that make you approach uh, prayer and healing differently if you can look at it and know that? Oh, I think it definitely does. I, In our first year of our school, we have a two-year school here, on site as well as uh, you can do it online. And but the first year's on discovering who you are in Christ, your identity in Christ. Uh, the second year's focused more on in developing more of your ministry gifts and things. But um, but that's a real strong foundation. Knowing who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. knowing who Christ is, is so important. Well, and and. It, it's a foundation that I feel like will will teach us to approach it differently. That's what it did for me when I was when I was listening to these and I was hearing these and I was understanding that that this is not just something I'm asking for. This is something that that's supposed to be mine already. This is this is my birthright. I mean, the Bible is full uh, of of divine healing from cover to cover, which you explain so so well. But this is this is our birthright. Yes, it is our birthright, and I'm afraid a lot of Christians have sold their birthright for a pot of porridge of bad teachings and and, uh, don't know who they are, and and they didn't value that birthright. It's so important. In the commission of the 12, commission of the 70 or the 72, and then in the Great Commission, it deals deals with authority, and with that authority, we're given also power, and authority itself Mm -hmm. is very important to be used in the kingdom of God. And it's a delegated authority and subject to the uh, following what Jesus is doing, what the Spirit's leading us to do. So there is, uh, it is very important for us to understand who we are uh, in Christ and um, to understand how God does want to use us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just would, I'll just add to that, that I don't, I don't feel like for those listening, I don't feel like anybody teaches that better than, than Randy Clark. So I certainly have enjoyed that. Randy, would you take just a couple minutes before we say goodbye? And if there's anything that you have for anyone that might be listening and just, uh, and speak that, and then definitely pray for our listeners before we leave. Yeah, I, 
just recently I've had something new started that's given me uh, an expectation that I don't have to have words of knowledge to just speak it out. And it's psoriatic arthritis. And I was uh, in a, a church in Brasilia. The pastor asked me to pray for the pastor's wife, a, another pastor's wife, who had psoriatic arthritis. She's in her 30s, debilitated. She couldn't hardly move. There's lots of pain. And I watched the power of God come on her. And I, I was just trying to explain to her what might happen for her to interrupt me and tell me if it did. And she said, well, it is. I said, what? What is? <laughs> she said, no, I'm already there's heat. I said, where? She said, in my neck. And I, I, I felt like I was sitting there watching and just watching God work and mm. what he was doing. And then I didn't know it, but there was another pastor there who was a woman who had the same thing, who was watching this one get healed. And she was, this one had so much pain that she actually was emotionally a wreck because of all the pain she had been yes. in. And she was probably in her late 20s, early 30s. And she got healed. And then the next, a few nights later, I'm in another city in Brazil, and a missionary woman, uh, a woman missionary who has psoriatic arthritis came up. And none of these are words of knowledge. They're just people who had this need. And three in a row were healed. And since then, we've had five out of six uh, people get healed. And there's no words of knowledge involved. And I feel like God's saying, I'm, what I did with metal, now I'm working with you in psoriatic arthritis. Mm. So I just want to say, and I believe it can be any kind of arthritis, but we're seeing this major breakthrough right now, psoriatic arthritis. Anybody that's listening, I just want you to, uh, if you can, sit down and rest. If you're driving along the highway, maybe you want to pull over, uh, put your blinkers on and just really just focus on God's presence. I believe God's going to heal people with psoriatic arthritis, other forms of arthritis. I believe there's going to be healing just for people who, that what it will be is you will sense his presence come and touch you. And you may feel heat, may feel cold, may feel energy, may feel just his presence, his flow uh, around you. Just begin to thank him and pay attention to your body. And just as you realize he's touching, let your faith rise that this is the day. This is the time in this moment God is uh, wanting to heal you. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless those who are listening, and I pray, God, that there'd be a release of healing. People who are listening to this radio program right now, your power would touch them. Angels would be assigned to them. God, there'd be a release of healing in the body. And particularly, Lord, I bless people who have psoriatic arthritis, and I speak to it, and I command in Jesus' name, for that disease to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, all pain to leave. In the name of Jesus, all the symptoms and all the indications of psoriatic arthritis, for that just now, to begin to leave, even now, pain leaving, redness leaving, swollenness leaving. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you and I give you glory and I ask you to glorify his name through the healing of people. And I, I believe, Lord, uh, just right, there's also kidney disease that's being healed right now, and kidney stones that's being healed. Uh, literally, you might start sweating and shaking as, he, and, as, as the uh, power of God works in your kidney to break them up and for you to pass them without pain, as we've seen both men and women doing. The stones were yes. too big. It should have been horribly painful, and there was no pain. God, I thank you for what's happening. In the name of Jesus God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I would, just people who have chronic pain, uh, loss of range of motion to surgery and metal or other material put in their body, 
God, we speak healing in the name of Jesus. Glorify your name this day. Glorify the name of your son, Jesus, this day. And let the mercy of God come into the homes and the cars and wherever people are listening in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Now, I want those of you who are healed, being healed, let the people know what God is doing. And if you're still sensing that presence, that peace, just stay in that moment thanking God for what he's doing and just receiving this grace of healing. Amen. 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 Thank you, Randy. Well, I'm Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision. I want to extend a great big thank you today to our very special guest, Randy Clark, and also to all of you that was listening today to Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Randy's book, The Healing Breakthrough, and also his audio teaching series, Authority to Heal. Sid? Whether you're in need of healing yourself or you want to see others healed, I want you to get ready for the healing breakthrough that's promised to every believer. Randy Clark says that when the obstacles are removed, healing flows. So be sure to get these two powerful resources, Randy's book, The Healing Breakthrough, and his five-CD teaching series, Authority to Heal, for an investment of only 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call one 800 447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9532. That's offer number 9532.